please be seated. <clears throat> Have you ever found yourself caught up in an inflexible system that makes no sense to you? I'm talking about those times uh, when you're trying to get something done and you know that just a modicum of imagination or creativity on the part of the person you're talking to would, would sort out the problem. Um, I, I, went, I had my annual physical recently and I arrived and was told the doctor was, going to be, was running at least half an hour late. I said, oh, well, that's no problem. I'll just go downstairs and get my blood drawn now. And they said, that's not how we do things. I'm afraid you have to have a form from the doctor and he's running behind, so you can't... You know, just, just a little bit of flexibility would have been lovely on this occasion. Now, now, the poor run into inflexible systems all the time. And it's a way of, in a way of not dealing with the needs of others who are always coming with needs. Uh, the ministry that we're celebrating today, the wonderful ministry of Threads, four years we've been at it. And some of you know this story. When, when the ministry first began, someone would get a referral, a, a voucher, to come shop with their children at Threads. And, and an agency would give them a voucher, and they had two weeks before they had to be here. Uh, they had two weeks to get here and do their shopping. And what we found was that two weeks is simply not long enough for an awful lot of people uh, who are the working poor or at poverty level or in shelters. It sometimes takes more than that before you can get yourself together because of all of the places you have to be and how long it takes and the hurry up and wait thing. And I'm sorry we have procedures. And, and so what, what the leaders of that ministry did, instead of worrying about inventory and time and all of those things, said, look, it's quite simple. Let's just change it, change the policy. So they, the, the poor now have a month before they can come to, to threads. It's, it's difficult when we are facing a system that seems very inflexible. And these are relatively minor things, but it's so much more difficult when what we're facing are the norms and customs and mores of a society uh, and, and all of the systems that are often unspoken or tacit within that society. I find myself uh, <clears throat> quite inflexible at times when someone's coming at me with needs. I'm asked, as many of you are, over and over on the streets for money, and I get really good at saying no. I'm polite, I'm careful, I look people in the eye before I say no, and that's often not what people want to hear, as you can imagine. And, and, and they'll come at me with things like, what kind of a pastor are you? Or, uh, I thought Christians were supposed to help people. Or my personal favorite, go to hell. You know. <laughs> um, it's really rewarding work. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes something a little different happens. So, pastor, can I talk to you? Uh, certainly, as long as you're not going to ask me for money. Ah. Oh, I was hoping for just a little something to hold. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be able to do that for you. Well, how about a prayer? And, and I always take that seriously. Sometimes that can be manipulative too, but I always take that seriously. It's, yeah, tell me your name and, and what you'd like me to pray for. And they tell me the name and what they'd like me to pray for. And right there in the street, we say, okay, and touch and, and pray. And as often as not, I will find myself actually giving some money after that prayer because something Sometimes, not all the time, something happens where somehow the humanity in that person touches my humanity. I'm not just an ATM machine. I'm not just an object who can possibly meet needs. But there's some kind of connection 
that breaks through that tendency just to, just to say no. And so we come to the Canaanite woman of this morning's gospel. Canaanites were uh, people with whom Jews should not fraternize. They were the indigenous uh, peoples of the land, and, and they were considered the lowest of the low, as far as Jews were concerned, beyond the pale, in a sense. And Jesus, over in the region of Tyre and Sidon, where there were many uh, Jewish people as well as the, the natives of that land, uh, is going along and finds this woman making a lot of noise, coming after him, trying to get his attention. Pastor, can I have a word? Pastor, can I have a word? Son of David, have mercy on me. And the disciples saying, oh, for God's sake, get rid of her. And he says, I, I came, let's keep the main thing the main thing. I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And somehow she gets before him and she kneels and something different begins to happen. Have mercy on me. And he says, why should, he calls her a dog. Why should I take the food and, meant for the children and feed it to the dogs? The riffraff, the curs. And instead of getting all bent out of shape, she, she simply says, but even the dogs can eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. And some, I think what happens is something touches Jesus' humanity. And he's able to respond. And when humanity touches humanity, that's all that matters. And he says, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you will. Extraordinary extraordinary thing. It's a partly simple and partly complicated exchange. We could talk about it in many different ways. In fact, I'm going to use this passage for the first few weeks of the gift class where we hear a talk and gather in covenant groups starting in, in September because there are many ways we can go with this. But it's something to do with what happens when humanity touches humanity. Was this a one-time exception or was, as this story became told, the foundation for a mission to the Gentiles, the possibility that all of us are included in God's grace? What, whatever, what we do know is that a, every taboo you can imagine was overturned by Jesus, at least in that exchange. He talked to a woman. He talked to a Canaanite woman. He dispensed God's grace outside of Israel. Huge, huge things happen when, when something breaks through the system and a little compassion and a little imagination and a little response as human touches human and something other than Jesus being taught as a, treated as a need machine takes place. Her faith was recognized and her daughter was healed. If you are in a place where you feel stuck, or if you've been in a place where you feel stuck in your life at some point, then there are a couple of things at least you can take from this story. And one is that in God's grace, nothing is forever in the sense that there is nothing that can't be changed. Even those things that you know in your bones are right because you were taught them from your mother's knee. Those things can change in God's grace. Can change. You are never, being stuck is not the last word. And the other thing we can take when we feel stuck is to remember the behavior of the woman. See, she, she had to make some noise to get attention. That wasn't particularly pleasant for anyone. But if she'd just been quiet, Jesus would have gone on by. Instead, she'd, 
Son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, hush, woman. But once she'd got his attention, she wasn't whinging and whining and treating him as, a, as an ATM or as a dispenser of, of grace or an object, but started entering a conversation at least somewhat on his terms. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. And something in that exchange allowed the possibility of radically new life. Humanity touching humanity. But if you're not stuck, and life is pretty good for you at the moment, then there's a good chance that you're among the powerful. That you're on the side of those who might be asked for things, who might be a dispenser of, of goods and money and meter of needs. And there are some things for us when we're in that place in this story as well. And what we can remember is we don't have to respond to manipulation and to guilt-producing anxiety and to all of those things that are so unpleasant where there's no humanity in the transaction at all. But instead, stay open to the possibility. Listen beyond all of our expectations and norms for the possibility that we will be met by a person. We will seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbor as ourselves. And when that humanity touches our humanity, then nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, and five bucks is nothing, because something real is transforming and going on. So whether we're stuck or whether we're powerful, with a little attention, remembering the Canaanite woman, we can be inheritors of the enormous grace, abundant wealth and life that God promises. So in a time of silence, our customary time of silence for prayer, I invite you to consider, where are you in your life today? Are you more stuck? Are you more powerful? Which is it? And then having answered the question for now, ask that you, where you are now, may have grace to share in God's promises in the days to come. In silence and in response to the gospel, let us pray.